0: You're listening to the Professional Volunteer Podcast because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Professional Volunteer Podcast. And today is episode 44, and before I dive into today's episode, I've got a few things to talk about. First of all, um, I was able to take the week off last week, get away, and uh, enjoy some downtime with my family, and while I was doing that, the podcast carried on. We had a great episode recorded with uh, Dan Carrigan and Jim Moss that uh, we shared last week. And my friends Kara um, and John filled in with a couple of great mutual aid episodes. And uh, I'm really super appreciative to them for uh, jumping in and filling some space for me and doing a good job at it. Um, I got lots of great feedback about those two episodes, some great topics and uh i just uh I just really appreciate them um, jumping in and doing that for me um so I could get away and and relax a bit um, so like I said, lots to talk about before we dive into the episode today. Um, this journey of the podcast is has just been amazing um It blows my mind i've said this before. When I look at the numbers and, you know, where we started off as just an idea and where we are today, Um, this is our 44th episode. Um, We have been on uh, the air for six months now. And as I just um, refreshed the uh, download stats prior to hitting the record button, we are at nine thousand nine hundred and 61 downloads. So this episode will more than likely um take us over the 10,000 mark, which is mind-blowing to me, um that we've had 10,000 downloads in sh- six short months and I'm hoping to put something together um for the next episode as kind of a special you know 10,000 download um episode. So I'm, j- I'm trying to put put uh get a guest that I've been after for a while. I'm kind of hoping that uh, hoping that things work out. I'm not gonna uh, throw any spoilers out there because I don't want I don't want to upset anybody if it doesn't work out so uh so we'll just kind of leave it at that 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 is my goal so today's episode um, one of the things that that I personally have avoided talking about on the podcast that I get asked. Frequently, is why did I leave my original agency that I was a member of for 20 years? And I have a lot of reasons for av- avoiding that question. Um, but the biggest one is I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. You know, I, I don't know who listens to this, I don't know if any of the guys and girls that are still a part of that agency listens to my podcast or not. And um, you know, I'm just not in it to essentially piss people off. But the more I thought about that topic last week, because it was asked of me again, um, I I think I'm in a place now where I can share that story, uh, share it truthfully and not upset anybody. Because um, for me, um, you know, I, we still work together. Uh, I still live in this, in the same town. Um, I have people, you know, kind of make remarks to me about the agency from time to time and, and, rec- and, you know, I can feel that they're, they're saying things to, to try to invoke a reaction out of me, which I don't buy into, um, and I don't participate in. But Um, One thing I have always said was that um, the decision to leave that agency as an active member, uh, because I am still a life member, um, was one of the most difficult decisions in my volunteer firefighting career. It was not a decision that I made lightly. It was not an easy decision, um, and it was definitely one of the hardest decisions that I made in my volunteer firefighting career. So let's, you know, let's go back a little ways. Again, I became a volunteer firefighter in 1990, Um, was also involved in EMS in the early 90s, volunteer EMS, Uh, super active, young guy, um, really enjoyed everything about uh, volunteer services and uh, got involved in the... uh, line officers ranks fairly quickly. Um, took some years to work my way up through the ranks. And in 2001, 2002, um, I became, I was chief of that organization. Combination organization, uh, always has been, uh, for, well, for as long as I was a member, it always was. And for many years before me, um, always had a, a phenomenal working relationship between uh, career and volunteer, uh, was never really that line in the sand that some agencies have um, and the drama that sometimes goes along with that line in the sand. It was always a very good working relationship. And, you know, many of my early mentors, most of my early mentors were uh, firefighters in that organization. And um, I would not be the... A firefighter, the instructor, the officer that I am today, if it weren't for the 20 years that I spent there. Um, busy agency, over a thousand calls a year, which is busy for our our neck of the woods. Um, like everybody else, fires uh, are on the decline, but you know back in the 90s, uh, we were probably, 30 to 35 uh, actual structure fires a year which is which is again busy for a, a small rural community um and I got a lot of experience you know I was fortunate you know, to be around good people um and it really did it it, it kind of laid the groundwork and um and laid out my path uh, I, I probably would not be an instructor if it wasn't for the, the time that I spent there and the things that I learned and the people I was able to surround myself with. So, you know, as, as you can see by by, you know, where I'm going with this, lots of positives, right? Lots of positives. Uh, and, and everybody always expects to hear the negative. Um, but uh, lots of positives in in the first 15 To 17 years, uh, I I would say lots of lots of positives Um, where things started to change for me was if you can't tell by the by the podcast and by my social media, I've always been a very outspoken person. Uh, I'm not afraid to share my opinion. I never have been. And and the people I learned from were never afraid to share their opinion, so that's where I learned it from. Uh, I've never been afraid to share my opinion. Uh, I've always been um, inviting of a healthy debate. And I'm not the person to sit in a company meeting and listen to things be discussed when I know that a bunch of other people are... are are thinking about something, including myself, but they're sitting there like a bunch of church mice, not opening their mouth and, and speaking their piece, I've always been that person that's not afraid to raise their hand and, and speak for the group, speak for the masses, speak for whomever, uh, if I um, agreed with or had the same um, thought process. So I've always been that way. And um, th- there came a time, I, I don't know where it was, and, you know, let me back up a little bit. I, I was always very, very active um, the year I got out as chief, the following year, uh, my first year as an ex-chief, where typically lots of ex-chiefs like to take that next year, maybe not off, but kind of kick back a little and relax. Um, I had run over 350 calls that year, which, again, is a pretty you know, good number for, uh, for a volunteer. Uh, almost a call a day, right? Um, and I, I always did stay active. Um, so at, at some point in time, the culture started to change. I'm not really sure where that was or why that was. Um, but at some point in time, a member voicing their opinion, um, became not so welcome and especially if it was an opinion that was different from the leadership of the time um i don't know where that was but it it happened um and me being that uh, outspoken person um was very quickly looked at as the troublemaker and um you know, some things were said uh, to me, around me, about me, behind my back. Whatever, you, you know, it happens to a lot of us, um, and it just progressively, uh, it just progressively got worse. Uh, that culture, in my opinion, got worse, where it wasn't okay to have a difference of opinion, where you couldn't have a difference of opinion and be friends at the end of the conversation. It became personal. Um, you know, you would hear yourself talked about at the diner, at the convenience store, or wherever you may be. And it and it just, you know, people would get your family involved. And it, it just, at some point, it changed. And uh, that was tough for me. I don't think I was the only one that it was tough for. Um, I, I, I think a lot of people at the time started to feel alienated that that had a differing opinion. Um, and I started to lose interest. I, I started not responding as much. I started getting very, um, you know, aggravated and angry and upset with the, the drama and the, and, and the bullshit. And, um, you know, I slowly started thinking about not being active anymore. Um, and a friend of mine at, at, at the agency that I'm at now, um, We just happened to have a phone discussion one day and, you know, he basically kind of said to me, you know, it's a shame you're feeling that way. If you're looking to make a change, you've, you've always got a home here. And, um, I was doing some fire extinguisher work at the time. I owned a a business, uh, with a friend of mine. We were servicing, uh, fire extinguishers and I was stopped at the station one day to pick up, uh, pick up some fire extinguishers to refill and, on the extinguisher hung an application for membership. And I called the guy up and I said, hey, what's this all about? And he's like, well, you know, you sounded a little upset, um, like you weren't really sure of what you were doing. And I just figured I'd, you know, just in case you needed it, I'd leave it for you. Um, So, again, I did a lot of soul searching, um, put a lot of thought into it. Uh, knew it was not going to be a very popular decision if I decided to make a switch. Um, but in the end, I the decision for me was, uh, do I take a break because of how I feel and the fact that, I, you know, I'm not enjoying being a volunteer firefighter anymore? Or do I roll the dice and make a change? And I decided to roll the dice and make a change. And uh that change has been very good for me. Um I I love where I'm at. I love the people that I'm surrounded by. Um I, I really I love everything about it. Um but the one thing that, that I will say is that I do know where my roots are. I I do know where I gained my experience, where I cut my teeth, where I learned to have the passion for um, the world of firefighting. And, you know, I think people, you know, maybe in the beginning I might have bought in some of the, you know, drama of the switch, um, you know, but over the years I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm still friendly with a lot of people in that, uh, in my original organization. We still work together all the time. Um, I do my best when, when we go mutual aid to offer to help, help as much as I can. Uh, because obviously I still live in the area. I still know the district. I, I, I I'm still very familiar. Um, and you know, I know some of you have asked me, some of you are, are, are having a, a similar internal struggle over what to do and, I guess where I'm going with this is um you got to do what's right for you and that's a very very difficult decision to make but if you decide to make a change don't look at your past as a mistake don't be bitter with your past are there people that I still don't see eye to eye with from my original organization absolutely we'll we'll probably Never see eye to eye, and and a lot of that has to do with, you know, personality conflicts. Um, but do I respect those guys? Absolutely. Um, do I have any deep down anger for the organization or or the members of the organization? No, absolutely not. You know, I, I'm I'm still a part of it. I always will be. My picture will always hang on the wall as an ex-chief. I'll always be a life member. You know, it's 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 a part of me and and where I came from. So, the name of the game here, and and why I've avoided this topic for so long, though a bunch of you have, have reached out and asked me to talk about it, is I didn't want want to come across the wrong way, um, and and I'm hoping that. By talking about it in the way I'm talking about it today, that if, if you are having a, a struggle, that you know that it's okay to look at your options. Your options um, might work out very well for you like they did for me. Um, they might not work out so well. Things might not be so rosy on the other side. Um, but the name of the game is don't close any doors. Right. Don't don't shut the door in somebody's face. Uh, don't be bitter. Uh, at the end of the day, in small communities, we all still have to work together. Right. And regardless of of who it is, I have to walk up to and like, hey, bro, you need help. Is there something I can do for you? Um, I don't care if that's somebody that I don't see eye to eye with or it's somebody that I consider one of my best friends that just happens to be in another organization, the name of the game is we still got to work together, right? And personality conflicts and bullshit and drama can't get in the way of that, right? We, we still have to do uh, the job that um, people are counting on us to do, right? So when I look at my past, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of where I came from. I'm proud of the organization that I came from. Um, I had to make a change that was right for me and, and probably was right for them at the time, right? You got, if you look at it from both ways. Um, things that I, I learned from it as a leader um, is the chief of the organization at the time. Um, when I turned in my letter to change my status from active to um inactive life um never reached out to me you know never made a phone call never sent an email uh never shot a text saying hey what what's up with this um and i can only use myself as an example because look at the time um i was a firefighter for 20 years um i was already an instructor i was a past chief um, have a pretty lengthy rap sheet when it comes to fire service training. Um, that organization had a lot invested in me as, as a member, right? Um, they really did. And putting myself in that same situation, uh, if I were the one sitting in the seat and a, and a member like that came to me and said, look, I'm out. Um, Maybe I wouldn't be able to change that person's mind, but I would absolutely 100% reach out and at least hear that person out, hear their problems, hear what their concerns are, try and get something out of it to maybe make it better for the next person or, or whoever, you know, if this may ever happen again. So I think there's a leadership lesson there um, for all of us. I know I learned a leadership lesson. Um, of of how I would not treat somebody in a in a similar situation, and that's not me crying or you know being a baby about it. That's just me thinking, hey, if somebody walked up to me today and was like, "Yo, I'm out," um, how would I treat that person? You know, I'm not saying that you grab them right then and there. You know, people sometimes need a cooling off period. Uh, they get upset about things. You know, maybe give them a couple of days and then and then reach out. Um, but if you're, if you are, if you care about your agency and you care about your membership and you're in the seat, that's something you absolutely have to do. Um, you don't send them a letter and say, Hey, when do you turn it in your uniform? Right? Because that's where you're just going to send them off the edge if they were on the fence at all. So, I hope I presented this topic in a way where it, it, it you know, it doesn't sound angry or bitter. I put a, a. You guys don't even know how much thought I put into even the idea of recording this because, um, because I don't want it to be uh, taken the wrong way. Um, I love where I'm at. Um, again, I love the people I'm surrounded with, but I have the utmost respect for everybody in our field regardless of where they're from and we all need to remember where we came from like where we got our start uh, where we learned who we learned from and 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 respect that and remember that and sure there's going to be some bumps in the road on the way but uh, we can't let those bumps deter us from our passion and if our passion is being a volunteer firefighter and we cannot express that passion in one place and be happy about it and enjoy it and utilize our knowledge and skills and abilities then there's nothing wrong with looking to another place and just remembering where you came from that's my point i guess um so that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Um, I'm sure I might get some questions on this one. I'm sure uh, maybe some DMs. Um, I don't know. I, hopefully everybody gets 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 where I came from with this op- episode, and you're not like, oh, geez, you know. Um, but. Some of you have asked, you've, you've pushed me several times to talk about it, so uh, here I am today talking about it, and look, the name of the game with this podcast is and has always been to help everyone, to help everybody in the volunteer service uh, to use my experiences um, and share them with others, and that's why I bring the guests on that to, to share their experiences, um, is it's all there for you to take nuggets away and, and learn as much as you can. And, and trust me when, when you guys are messaging me and, and shooting me emails, I'm learning from you too. I mean, I have learned, um, some of the most interesting things, interesting things about the volunteers fire service in different parts of this country and, um, up North in Canada since I started doing this podcast. And, and that for me is just cool. Cause I, 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 always love expanding my knowledge of the fire service. So that's it, my friends for today. Um, again, this one's going to shoot us over that big mark. So I, I, I thank you so much for tuning in week after week. And again, I thank John and Kara for filling in for me last week. We did have an awesome, awesome family vacation. Um, I will tell you that, you know, we are, we're proud to be affiliated with some, with some great people, uh, chief Miller, our, uh, media sponsor, make sure you're checking out and following chief Miller on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we are linked up with liquid IV. Uh, you have heard me talk about hydration on several episodes. Um, we talked about hydration when we had Jim and Dan on carrots, talked about hydration, um, super, super important. And I am a huge fan of, of liquid IV. Um, we're also hooked up with direct attack apparel and first on socks. So if you're, if you're happen to be supporting any of those other great companies, um, we're happy to offer you a discount code, uh, which is at, uh, which is chief solar, um, chief solar, S O L L E R for liquid IV, direct attack apparel and first on socks. And, um, please use it. It's there for you. It's there for you to use. Uh, Make sure you check out our uh, internet page. Professional Volunteer Firefighter.com. From there, you can get to the podcast. Uh, we have not done anything with the blog yet, but that's coming soon. Uh, you can get to our merchandise store. You can get to our YouTube channel. The YouTube numbers keep going up. Thank you for your support there. Uh, but check out Professional Volunteer Firefighter.com. Uh, you can always shoot me an email. I welcome them. Love hearing from you guys. Professional VFF. That's Professional VFF at gmail.com. And on social media at Professional Volunteer on Facebook and Instagram. My friends, don't forget, a paycheck does not make you a professional. How you approach the job does. Stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time.